What is up, everybody? Today on the show, I have Anne, who is another life coach from ASD Life Coach Services. But Anne has got a heads up over the rest of them because she herself has ASD. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories. Today, I'm joined with me, Anne. Anne is an ASD life coach who's got a little something extra to help her out. That is, she's also on the spectrum herself. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Not a problem. Let's start up with something small. Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born in Washington, D.C., and I grew up in South Florida in what was then a small town called Port St. Lucie. And I moved back to the D.C. metro area in 2000. So while, yes, I did technically grow up in Florida, I do not claim it. I, I just can't. What was your life like there? Um, it was different. It was pretty isolated sometimes growing up because I didn't know back then what made me different. Um, I would say when I got to middle and high school, I kind of realized, you know, especially where I went to high school, it was definitely rebel flag waving country. So it was a little unnerving and I did not fit in in any way. All right. What was your relationship like with your parents? Um, my parents and I always loved one another, but we didn't always understand one another. So that's sometimes made for, for difficulty. Now, as far back as you can go, can do you remember when you got diagnosed and what your your own feelings of what that revelation was? Did it like kind of open up like, oh, wow, this is why I act. I am the way I am. Yes, it was fairly recent. It was, uh, I learned it um, December 17th, 2018. And I talked with and got kind of a verbal confirmation from a diagnostic psychologist that I'd known and who'd known me for probably about 15 years. And I had been reading up from, I'd say about a year or two prior to talking with her on Asperger's and I'm like, oh, wow, this really fits. But when I was growing up, that term, it existed, but people didn't talk about it in the 80s and 90s. And it didn't hit the diagnostic statistical manual until 1994. And at that point, I was already living mm -hmm. on my own, going to college and working. So they're like, well, she functions well enough. And so when, you know, when I spoke to the diagnostic psychologist, she told and she told me it was it was a revelation and a good one, I would say. I, I felt liberated to kind of know, you know, why I was the way I was. Okay. Um, did you have a smooth transition from childhood to adulthood? 
I wonder, does anybody? <laughs> but for me personally, I would say no, not really. But what helped me was, I think my fierce determination to, you know, you've heard the saying, you know, nevertheless, she persisted, I would say that applies. Um, so that definitely helped to kind of have that, you know, going to do it regardless. All right. Um, what makes you feel inspired to be your best self? I would say when I'm helping others uh, recognize their the positive aspect of their differences and play to their strengths. All right. Finish this sentence. I am at my best when? Uh, when I am surrounded by people I love who make it a point to uplift one another. Okay. If you can turn back time in and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? What would you tell her and why? I would, I would say it's, it's going to be okay. You'll learn what you don't know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with you. All right. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I would say that I would have on the billboard, and I didn't write the statement, but be yourself, everyone else is taken. And I would say that because it's, you know, I think there everybody does have something to offer this world. Well, it's like me and you. I mean, we both think on, on the same philosophy of AS, having autism is something you should be proud of. It's something we're unique. Stand yeah. out. Don't be part of the crowd. Stand out and be verbal let people know hey we are unique we are different absolutely what is your favorite childhood memory um i would say no specific one but anytime i got to spend time with my nephew henry especially i love both my nephews but henry and i are very close in age we're roughly just nine months apart. So we're more like brother and sister. And so anytime I got to spend time with him and his friends, um, my grandma Nanine on my mom's side, um, and then, you know, making Toll House cookies for the holidays, that was always a favorite thing to do. Tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Let's see. Um, I'm glad you said three because it's hard to name just one. Um, I would say <laughs> first one would be my husband, Tony, who I met him seven and a half years ago, and we've been married for about four and a half years. And he also was neurodivergent as well. And so we understand each other very well because of that. Um, as you know, like ADD and, and autism have a lot of overlap. So that's that's a good thing. And I think what I love most about him is even when things have been difficult, he's never given up on us and, and really neither have I. So it's like we've kind of we just kind of function as a team. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, another person who is who one of my best friends, uh, Matthew, I've known for. 18 and a half years and he too is neurodivergent so it very much but i mean when i when i met him neither one of us really knew you know neither one of us knew why you know but we all just seemed to get each other which is great and let's see a third person there's so many people so i you know for all all of those who i can't name i hope you know who you are um <laughs> I would say probably, um, I would say maybe 
I love both my sisters very, very much. Um, and they've both helped me a great deal. Um, I would say my sister, Denise, because she and I are very similar, we're both highly sensitive individuals. So we both have a strong need to want to communicate and process information out and not have any hard feelings between anyone in our lives. All right. Um, do you do you have a favorite subject in school? In high school, I would say English and vocabulary. And in college, I would say anything psychology and sociology related were my favorites. All right. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I used to think extrovert, but no, I definitely am an introvert. I can definitely talk. Um, but it's one of the things that I need to recharge after spending time with with folks. You sound like me. Usually we when we go to parties or anything, I feel like I can handle it. And then all of a sudden I just feel myself like drifting off, going to like someplace quiet in the corner or downstairs yep. where there's less people, less noise and just where you can sit down and relax and just let your mind quiet itself down. That's absolutely true. That's how I am, too. Um. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? I would think, um, you know, just for being a good person who attempted to leave the world better than they found it, um, because I feel like that's the goal, right? Yeah. And all right. Now we come to where you get to tell your story. What made you want to become an ASD life coach? I wanted to because when I first got my coaching certification in late 2017 and then started coaching in 2018, um, at the time, I knew the term Asperger's and autism and ADD or ADHD, um, but I was at the time thinking I was what was called an HSP or a highly sensitive person. And then the more I read up on it, I'm like, well, I don't see how it differs too, too much from Asperger's. I mean, at least from everything that I can read about both. And, you know, then I came to learn, you know, basically that, you know, that I'm on the spectrum as well and fit an Asperger's profile. Um, a lot of the clients that were coming to me tended to be um, either autistic with, um, ADHD or various other neurodivergences. And I was like, wow, I can really relate to them. And so then I looked up, you know, just to see if anyone else was doing this type of coaching. And I found Jacqueline and she is one of the only ones that's doing it. And so I think I, I talked to her in sometime in early 2000. And she was like, you know, I'm definitely glad to know of you and everything. Right now, we don't need any other coaches. But check back with me in about six months. And so I checked back with her, I think towards the end of 2020 and she did have an opportunity. So that's when I joined on with, with them and it's been great. All right. Now we come to the part of the show where I'll ask you some more questions. Okay. Um, what is your favorite word? Favorite word. Oh, that's a hard one. Let's see. I tend to, makeup words sometimes. And so like if I'm pointing at something and I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called, I'll just call it a zippity zoo or something like that. So it'll be, I think that would be one of my favorites, a made up nonsense word. What is your least favorite word? Anything that is 
quote unquote office speak like, oh, circle back, put a pin on this and circle back to it. It's like, no, 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 miss me with that. <laughs> All right. What turns you on creatively, spiritually and emotionally? I would say people working together to make the world better for everyone. All right. What turns you off? Ignorance. Uh, what is your favorite cuss word? I would say it's a silly one, but ass hat. What sound or noise? What sound or noise do you love? Our cats purr. I love what, that. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, I would say a fire alarm or a home security alarm. What is your favorite color? I love purple, and I also kind of love the colors of the rainbow. What is your least favorite color? Got to go with Francisco on this and say beige. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to be the singer of a rock band. What profession would you not like to attempt? I think I, I, it'd be nice not to work in hotels ever again in life. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for far too long. Yeah, I can understand that. Hospitality is not for everybody. No. Especially when you're on your feet eight hours a day and you got to deal with the Karens of the world. Indeed. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'd like to hear him say, you did good. And, you know, come on in. We've been waiting for you. And finally, when you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? I would like to meet all of those who have gone before me, including my dad, um, who we call one one woman that we call a sister from a different Mr. Sherry, who passed on and all of my furry and finned animal friends who have gone before me. And that's it, everyone. That was another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories with Anne. Thank you so much, Anne. Thank you, Reed.
It's a good life, so don't go waste it Stop a second, cause I know you can taste it Tell me 